But uh, if God will help us, and I will give you some thoughts out of Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8, if you take your Bible there, you can take it anywhere you want to. It's all good. But uh, we're going to go to Romans chapter 8 for a while. Romans chapter number 8. And I'll try to preach to what God put upon my heart. Romans chapter number 8. Uh, chapter 8, verse number, verse number 28. Well, I love these verses. These verses, if you ever read Romans 8, Romans 8's an awesome, awesome chapter of the Bible. Uh, one of the best chapters, well, I say the best chapter, all of them's good chapters. But there's something special about Romans 8. It's, 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 uh, it's wonderful from one end to the other. It begins with no condemnation and ends with no separation. That's a pretty good way to start and a pretty good way to end. Amen. We begin with no condemnation. That means we cannot go to hell. And it ends with no separation. That means we can never be separated from the God of heaven. Amen. Hey, boy, I'm glad for that. Ain't you? But verse 28, God will help us for a little while. I'll give you some thoughts here. He said in verse 28, And we know that all things work together for good, them who love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the first for, firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? What are we going to say? God's done all this for us. What are we going to say? He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? And if God will help me for a little, I'm going to preach on that simple thought. If God be for us, who can be against us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us come to church tonight. I thank you for the good God of glory. God, thank you we have Jesus. Uh, God dwelling on the inside, dear God, in the person of the Holy Ghost. Uh, God, I'm glad we have the Spirit. Uh, God, thinking about the Holy Ghost. He is the Spirit of a departed person. And He's the Spirit of the Lord Jesus. Uh, God, He is the one exactly like the one who left. And I pray, dear God, that He, the Holy Ghost of God, would take over this service. And you'd meet with us tonight. And that we'd get something out of Romans 8 that we will world can't take away and the world can't rob us from this week but that we'd be able to walk and, and thank the Lord for all the great things God you have done for us. God in Jesus name help us move on and speak to us. Do something God Jesus name. Amen. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God's for you, who in the world can be against you? Amen. You and God are a majority. Boy, it's like that elephant walking across the bridge, walking across one of them rim rope bridges, and the ant and the elephant walking together. And they got the other side, and the ant turned to the elephant and said, Boy, we really shook that bridge, didn't we? It didn't have nothing to do with the ant, but it had a whole lot to do with the elephant. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, it has a lot to do with God. It had nothing to do with us. Amen. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. If the whole world turns against you, they still cannot win because if God is for you, you cannot lose. You can't lose. Boy, I got to read this chapter. If you study this chapter, you can find verse 1 through 11. You can find the Spirit of God brings freedom. He brings you a place of no condemnation. He brings you a place of spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Amen. That means He gives life. He gives life and liberty. Those who believe. Amen. 
Amen. Well, I'm glad that Jesus gives liberty. The Spirit of God gives liberty. Because reason I say the Spirit, because this whole chapter, over and over and over again, you can find the same word, Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit of God. And this whole chapter is about the Holy Ghost of God. And if you read Romans 6, it talks about victory. Romans 7 talks about victory. And you say, well, how in the world do I get victory? You get Romans 8 and get where the Spirit is, and you'd have victory. And He'll give you liberty. Amen. Boy, I got thinking about the Spirit brings freedom, verse 1 through 11. We are led by the Spirit, verse 12 through 17. If you say, I don't know what to do in my life, I'll tell you what to do. Follow the Holy Ghost of God. Don't follow your heart. The Bible said the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. I tell you, don't follow your heart. Follow the Holy Ghost of God. But we're led by the Spirit, verse 12 through 17. And verse 18 through 27, the Spirit helps. He helps our infirmities. That verse said that in verse number, go ahead and get that verse for you. Verse number 26, likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. What's well, time out? Can I say this? It's a capital S Spirit. And you don't capitalize something unless it's a name of something or is something. He is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person and not just an influence that blows by. He is a person. Amen. Hey, but the Bible said, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Anybody like that? I'm glad the Holy Ghost of God can take my groaning and my praying and me saying, Oh God, oh God, oh God. I don't know what to pray and I don't know what to say, but he takes it and takes to the Father and translates it into what I really need. Sometimes I don't even know what I need, but the Holy Ghost does. Amen. Sometimes you have no idea what to pray for. You just know something in your life is off and it's not right. But there's a Holy Ghost who knows you and knows the Father and knows how to intercede for us tonight. Amen. Well, I tell you, the Spirit helps. But I tell you, the Spirit conquers. And yet, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. I'm glad we are conquerors in the Holy Ghost of God. We can have victory in the Holy Spirit of God. He can give us victory after victory after victory instead of living in the flesh and having defeat after defeat after defeat. Amen. But I'll give you this. I got thinking about the word all things in this chapter. You can find three times it talks about all things. Verse 20, verse 28, he said, and we know that all things work together for good. Them that love God. You can find that every area of life, God can work it all out for good. All things in verse 32. 
He, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He'll give us everything. But then I like verse number 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors than through him that loved us. You could preach on all things because then you can say that all things cannot defeat us. There's nothing that can defeat us tonight. Boy, I like that, but I ain't going to preach it on, but I'm glad that all things in them verses are a blessing. But if God will help me, I'm going to preach on it. If God be for us, who can be against us? I want to give you this thought. First of all, how do we know God is for us? How do we know God is for us? You say, Brother John, I don't do right all the time. Me neither. Line up in line. You say, I'm not perfect. Get in line. I'm not either. So I've never sinned and God bless you sign my Bible. Amen. Because you are really, really holy. God bless you with your angel halo and your wings on your back. God bless you. I bet you got them good with them. A deadbeat angel that lost them. Amen. Amen. It's about the only way I would have got mine. Amen. If there's a super Christian cape, I'd have got mine from goodwill from somebody who died. And left it behind. Amen. It's the only way it would have happened. I say all that to say this, boy, it'd be good if we just started getting real and realizing that if we get honest with God and our failures and our faults, that we can really get help if we get honest with God. Amen. Boy, I got to think about how do you know God's for you? Let me give you some reasons why I believe I, that you know God is for you. Verse number 28. I know what I'm talking about a little bit there, but I ain't hit it real hard. But let me give you verse 28. And we know, not hope so, not maybe so, not I guess so. It's something you know. It's something you can bank on. It's something you can hang your hat on. It's something you can say, this is it. It's going to work. And we know, and we know that all things work together for good. It did not say that we know that all things are good. That is not what the verse said. Because not everything in life is good. Not everything in life is joyous. Not everything in life is great. Hey, I think God is good in the midst of bad things, but life is not always good. Life is not always good. I say it the other night, but I'll say it again. Sometimes life just stinks. Sometimes life just stinks. Sometimes it does. Say, boy, I, I hate that you say that, but I'm telling you the truth. It stinks sometimes, but life is still good. Even when life stinks, life is still good. Because we know all things work together. That even the bad day that you might be having tonight, or the bad days you might have ahead, or the bad days you had not long ago, that it all is going to work together for good to them that love God. I don't know a whole lot about cooking. But I know buttermilk's in biscuits, and I'm not chugging no buttermilk. That is not the will of God. Somebody say amen. I'm not eating butter. I'm not drinking buttermilk. If I brought you some buttermilk, you wouldn't say, Brother John, please give me some of that buttermilk. Boy, I want some of that buttermilk. No, you wouldn't either. Nobody wants buttermilk. No, but if I passed you buttermilk, you ain't going to sit here and say, Boy, thank you, Brother John. You're going to say, man, I... I don't like you, Brother John. That's what you go ahead and I don't like you. You brought me buttermilk. Him biscuit takes flour, but you ain't going to take flour and go. 
Powder all over your face, all over your shirt. Powder everywhere. Powders done flew up in the air. I will tell you something funny. I did one time with flour. I put flour down the bottom of a, of a, um, a cup. I think I did it to Maddie. I put a penny in there with it. I said, see if you can blow hard enough to blow that penny out that cup. I'll give you a good joke. Do somebody do that to somebody? That's hilarious. Cause as soon as they blow, all that power, all that flower goes boom right over your face. Amen. That's a fun thing to do. But I'll tell you that flower. That was time out. Now I was back preaching. Amen. But that flower, I'm not going to sit there and eat flour. I don't like flour. That's about like eating dirt. I don't want flour. But I tell you, when you get on that biscuit, praise God, I want it. You give it to me, I'd like to have it. Amen. Cat head biscuit, sausage in the middle, cheese on top, smother. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. That gravy laid over top of it with some sausage gravy. That'll help you is what that'll do. With some red eye gravy to dip it in, that'll really help you. That helps cholesterol really well. That's how I got this, I got this small figure and frame that I have as I ate red eye gravy. So if y'all want a figure like this, you go home and eat some red eye gravy. I believe it'll help you get there. Amen. Papa told me I wouldn't be a good preacher until I was fat and bald. I'm trying hard. I'm trying hard. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm just messing. Amen. Well, I thought about these verses about providence. I tell you, I tell you how we know God is for us because of His providence. We know God's for us because He has providentially led our lives and take, taken care of our lives. He's not let you down. It may feel like He's let you down, but He's never let you down. His providential hand, it may go unseen, but it's still there. It's still there. Providence shows me that God's for us. Listen to this verse. They work together for good, them that love God. To them, like I said, I wouldn't eat no flour. I wouldn't drink no buttermilk. But I'll eat the end result of a biscuit. You know, life is the same way. You might have a bad day today, a good day tomorrow, and a bad next week, but mix it all together, and it all makes a beautiful picture of a Christian life. Amen. If you just keep on living for God, I promise you, God knows what's going on, and He providentially is going to work it all out for good. Amen. He said that them who love God and are the called according to to them who are the called according to His purpose. For whom he did foreknow. That blesses me, that foreknow anyway. He knew me, yet he loved me. He knew everything about me, and yet he loved me. He knew all I'd do after I got saved, he still loved me. He foreknow, he also did predestinate. You say, why do we go through trouble? Why do we go through heartache? Why does God let stuff happen in my life? I got one answer for you right here. Listen to this. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed. That means changed little by little to the image of his son. He is letting you go through things to make you more like Jesus. That's why he's doing it. He wants to make you like His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants to make you just like Him. He wants you to be exactly like Him. In fact, Antioch, when they was first called Christians, the reason they got called Christians was they acted so much like Jesus 
they was really making fun of them. They wasn't congratulating them. They wasn't saying, oh, good job, old Christian buddy. They wasn't doing that. They was saying, hey, little Jesus. Hey, little Christ. Hey, little Jesus. He's making fun of them. While they's making fun of them, Antioch saying, well, thank you. Amen. Why, thank you. I believe there's this hard-headed Baptist saying, hallelujah, thank you. Amen. There is something good about being hard-headed Baptist. That's that we don't want to change. And if you, and if you insult us, it's like you, you just told us something wonderful. Amen. We all like you. Whoa, hallelujah. You know, we like it sometimes. How <laughs> to be honest? Amen. If the world don't like it, then you're going in the right direction. Amen. Amen. A providential hand of God as He is trying to make us like Jesus. That He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Let me give you this. Let me tell you about His passion for us. Verse 30. Moreover, that means I got one better than that. He said, there's more than that. That ain't all of it. I got some more. And boy, I like that. Don't, don't you like it when you eat banana pudding? And somebody said, boy, and you think you done ate to the bottom? And all of a sudden they said, hold on, I got some more. I got some more. Or like when you're sitting there eating, eating supper. And all of a sudden they said, keep you for it now, because you're getting ready to have some dessert. I like it when somebody says, I got more on the way. That's what Paul said in these verses. He said, this is good. Hey, but I ain't done yet. Amen. We aren't sad enough to take time out and shout over But Paul said, I got more. I got more. He said, moreover, moreover, whom he did predestinate. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. Predestination. I ain't Calvinist. Are you? He also... Called to whom he called, he also justified. To whom he justified, them he also glorified. You say he predestinated. Yeah, hold on, man. If you go to that verse ahead of this verse, he said he predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. That's his predestination. It wasn't about salvation, it was predestined that when you got saved, you'd be like Jesus. Amen. Predestination. If you look up in your Bible, every time you find that word, it is never about salvation, but about what happens after you get saved. He predestinated you to be adopted over in Ephesians. He predestinated that. But he predestinated this verse right here, that we be like Jesus. Amen. So moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. I don't know about you, but I'm glad for Holy Ghost conviction. I still believe you can't get saved without Holy Ghost conviction. I don't believe you can get saved that the Father which has sent Him draw you. Amen. He's got to draw on a sinner that they can be saved. He's got to tug at their heart and pull on their heart until they get to the place they realize they need God. Well, I like these verses. Said, called, said, whom he called, them he also justified. Just as if I never sinned. 
and just as if I never will. <laughs> How you like that? Just as if I never sinned. Just as if I never sinned the first time. Never said the first wrong word. Never went to the first wrong place. Never done the first wrong thing. Just as if I never done anything bad. I've been justified for God. Declared right, righteous, and holy in the sight of God. Amen. Justified. Listen to this. And whom he justified them, he also glorified. I got reading that thinking, wait a minute now. We ain't got there yet. That glorification is when you go to heaven. And your body is changed the moment in the twinkling of an eye into a glorified body that will never die. It'll never grow old and never have a trouble and never have a heartache. That's a glass of changed body. We ain't got there yet. So, Brother John, why does it say we done got it? Because we're just as sure as having it. Amen. He might as well have wrote it because it's going to happen. Amen. I tell you what's already happened. Hey, John the disciple already seen me there. John the disciple's already seen you there. Hey, listen, it's so sure that it's going to happen. He said you're already glorified because it's already going to happen. He says just as good has already done. Well, I like this. Listen to this. He said down through here, that's his passion. Let me give you his price that he paid. I know we talked about it this morning. Verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. For us all. Can I tell you, that was for everybody. It's for the white man. It's for the black man. It's for a Hispanic man. It's for, it's for anybody. It's for a Japanese man. It's for a Chinese man. It's for a drug addict. It's for a religious man. It's for a Catholic. It's for a Muslim. It's for a terrorist. It's for anybody that will come, can come and be saved. He said, him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Amen. But he said this, he spared not his own son. I thought about the price. You say, how would I know if God's for me? Well, I'll tell you how. You got a son? Some of y'all got daughter. And you wouldn't let nobody kill them for me. And I love you, but I wouldn't let you kill mine for you either. I care about you. I'm sorry I wouldn't let them die for you. It's just family. That's just exactly the way it is. I'm telling you, I can't let any of them three die for anybody in here. I can't do it tonight, but I'm going to tell you, I can't, and you can't do it either. But God loved me and you so much. And we're wondering, is God for us? Does God love us? Does God want to help us? I tell you, if I now that God wants to help you, is that God already gave His very best to save you. He gave what He loved better than anything else that He ever loved. And that was His only begotten Son. Amen. Let me tell you not only the price, but the pattern. 
Listen to this. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him? Which time out, hold on. You can take them two words right there and shout on them by the hour. With him. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? So how am I going to get all things? With him. If you're with him, you'd have all things. If you're with Jesus, you'd have it all. Amen. If you're with God, you'd have it all. Well, I like that verse. I like that. With Him, if He gave His Son to bleed and die for us, I don't think there's anything else He'd withhold from us. Amen. If He'd give the best He had for us, I don't think there's anything He'd withhold from us. The Bible said when we get to heaven, He's not going to withhold any good thing from us. Amen. Won't be any good thing withheld from us. It's going to be good. Amen. The pattern is that if He gave His Son, He'll give anything. If He gave His Son, He'll give anything. If you've got a prayer tonight and you feel like it's too small, oh no, it ain't. If you've got a prayer tonight and you feel like it's too big, no, it's not. Because if He gave His Son, then He'll give anything with Him. Let me give you this. I want to give you a thought about protection. God be for us. Who can be against us? How do we know He is for us? We know because His providence, His passion, His price, His pattern. We know because of protection. Verse 33. Who shall lay anything, anything, the charge of God's elect? That's us. So how do I get elected? Well, Jesus had done said yes. He just waiting on your vote. Amen. I said, Jesus had done said yes. He was just waiting on your vote. Amen. Your vote was the deciding factor. Your vote is the one who decided if you got heaven or hell. I'm glad I was elected. I was elected by God to be saved. But I elected myself and I said yes. Amen. And you did too. Amen. The elect who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. But I tell you that, this is a day where everybody's doing that. Did you see old brother so-and-so? Did you see old sister so-and-so? Hey, did you watch them? Did you see what they did? Did you see what they did? Did you see that over? Hey, did you hear? Did you hear? You know what y'all do when you hear that? Say, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Leave me alone. So, boy, did you hear about so-and-so? No, I don't care. Not unless you're asking me to pray for them in a sincere manner. I don't care. <laughs> Amen. Listen to this. He said, Who shall lay anything in the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Say, so, boy, I'm going to talk bad about old so-and-so. Hey, you might. Hey, but if they've been born again by the grace of God, hey, they've already been justified at the very throne of God. You might accuse and you might, you might say bad things as far as God's concerned. They've got a clear record in glory and you can't change it. Yeah, man. If you go to East Bend tonight, there's places I've been all not have been. If you go to East Bend tonight and ask some people, I guarantee you there's some people who'll still know what I did and still know how I live and still know all the things I've used to say and do and go. But I'm going to tell you, as far as God is concerned, they can all lay record and lay charge on my record. But as far as God's concerned, He ripped up my record. My record. 
Amen. What sins are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. From the book of life, they've all been torn out. I don't remember them anymore. What sins are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. From the book of life, they've all been torn out. I don't remember them anymore. I'm glad God ain't got no idea. I'm glad he ain't got no record of my sin. I'm glad it's as gone as it'll ever be. Amen. Protection on earth. I tell you, we got protection on earth. We got protection on earth. We have protection right here. You say from who? From anybody and everybody who would lay charge on God's child. Anybody would say something about God's child. You have got a protector. Because up in heaven, He's already wiped the record clean. Blotted out handwriting and ordinances that were against us. Nailing it to His cross. Amen. On earth we have a protection. But let me give you better than that. Look at verse 34. Who is, who is He that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather... He said, he said, he died, but that ain't where the story ended. He said, turn to page number two. He said, he got up. He got up. He said, Christ died. Yea, rather. Yea, rather. That is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us? You say protection on earth. That's good. But I'm going to tell you, I got protection in heaven. Every time a devil ever wants to run his mouth, and you say devil can't get into heaven, you read Job chapter number one. He walked right into the very throne of God, had accused the child of God, had in front of God, had said that God was not enough for Job to worship all by himself without being blessed. And yet Job still did. But I'll tell you, the devil still walks in and accuses a child of God. But I'm going to tell you this while he's accusing. Jesus is interceding. He's got the wounds in his head. Every time a devil says, look what they did, and they claim to be saved, Jesus said, Father, they are saved. And these are the wounds that I bought them with. This is what I bought and purchased them with. They are redeemed. They are saved. They are born again. They are a child of God. Yeah, I'm glad he intercedes for the believer tonight. Well, I'm glad for that. I'm going to give you this. I thought about not only how can we know he's for us, his protection on earth, in heaven. Let me give you this. I'll give you this. We got a partner. How can you know God's, how can you know God's for you? Because he's hanging around you. I don't hang around people I don't like. I mean, I might have to be around them for a little while. I don't hang around with them. But Adam and Jeff wouldn't eat with them early, but if I didn't like them, I wouldn't have ate with them. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have ate with them, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have fellowship like we did. I tried to rush out fast and could. Amen. Hey, you know, there's a difference when you're sitting there saying, boy, oh boy, I, I yeah, time. We had to go somewhere today, but I'm telling you, it wasn't cause of that. We still hung out a long time of our eating. But I'm going to tell you, times I've been out, people both said, time to go, time to go. I, I'm tired of being around these people. Hey, times I'm tired of being around people. Y'all been tired of being around people? I got tired of being around people sometimes. And boy, some people can grate on your nerves. Y'all say, I ain't never had nobody grate on my nerves. God bless you! 
God bless you. If you ain't never had nobody great on your nerves, I just soon somebody grind their teeth in my ear as me around some people grating on my nerves. Amen. I'd so soon lay my ear beside somebody grinding their teeth and be around some people. Amen. But anybody that puts down people all the time, I can't stand to be around that now. I've been around it. Being a preacher, boy, I see other preachers and I've been around preachers. And sometimes preachers also are the worst that there is about putting everybody down in the whole world. They hate everybody. Ain't nobody right. And everybody's terrible. Everybody's wicked but them. Amen, amen, amen. Good preaching, Brother John. That's right, amen. I don't want to be around somebody doing that all the time. Well, I don't want to be around people bad-mouthing people of God. Well, I'll tell you about partnering with God, though. God must like you because He's hanging around you. Listen, God don't just love you. He likes you. Now, we all got people we love and don't like. You say, I don't. Well, you go to Thanksgiving supper or dinner, lunchtime. You eat Thanksgiving dinner with people. Then I guarantee you got people you love but you don't like. <laughs> Come on, I mean, it's right. I hate people you love but you don't like them. You don't want just, you wouldn't want to go Disney World with them. You wouldn't want to spend two weeks with them at the beach. I mean, you don't want to hang around with them all the time. You might love them, but you don't like them. Amen. It's true. I, I may not get a whole lot of amens, but it is true. Amen. That's right. That's right. That partner, Jesus likes you. He don't just love you. That will bless you tonight that God don't just love you. He likes you. He likes you. He wants to be around you. Listen to this. Verse number 30, 30, 35. He said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? It's talking about trouble, heartache, problems. No, that won't. Or distress. Maybe if I get stressed out, God is no longer with me. Can I tell you, you might get stressed out this week. Stress might take your life over. You may not, you may be overwhelmed to the point that you don't know what to do. I'm going to tell you, God is still there. God is still there. Or persecution. I tell you, we are in a distressed day. We're in a stressful day. Parents are trying their best to raise children. Husbands are trying their best to be a good a good husband. Wives are trying their best to be a good wife. Children are trying their best to be good children. Teenagers are trying their best to keep themselves pure from the world and the things of the world. Hey, people are trying their best that are Christians. They're trying their best. And it's stressful when you're trying your best and you still seem like you just can't do the best you want to do. It's stressful. I, and, and if you're looking at the preacher in my family like we got it all together... You out your mind. You say, y'all got it all together. <laughs> yeah. Somebody lied to you. Malia does. She about the only one out of crap does. I ain't got it all together. I done run over a dog this morning on the way to church. And it, and, well, not, didn't die. Don't say, oh, he didn't die. Malia about had a heart attack. I'm telling you, I think she'd have, she would have cried worse if the dog died and I died. Lord Jesus, that brother John is rough. I think she, 
Thinks like that dog burns does me. She gasped. <gasps> that dog squalled out. The dummy was sitting up underneath the, sitting up underneath the car. I called him a dummy. That's what I called him. Hey, he is a dummy. He laid up underneath the car. You a dummy. You lay up underneath the car and the car cranked. You ain't smart. And I backed up on him. But I guess he learned not to do that again. <laughs> I guess he did. <laughs> well, I tell you this, and then I, then I got a little ways down the road and I realized I left the iron on this morning. I said, oh, Lord, God, go back and turn the iron off. You say, I ain't never had that problem. God bless you because I have. <laughs> you say, I got it all together. God bless you because I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I was looking for my cell phone yesterday. I said, well, and there it was. <laughs> I, looked, I looked in drawers. I looked in the bedroom. I looked in the, I looked in the other bedroom. I looked in the living room. But I couldn't find my phone nowhere. I said, oh, 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 there it is. <laughs> and I'm talking about 15 minutes of looking. I finally said, oh, oh, oh there, it's right there. Where it is. I, I know where it is now. It's on my sides where it was. <laughs> Some of y'all saying, I've been there, I've been there, amen. I know you have. Hey, cause we ain't got it all together. And I'm tired of this Christianity. It wants to be so cosmetic and so perfect and so holy. I'm going to be honest. I'm talking about we ought to be holy. But I'm going to tell you right now, we ought to admit to the whole world, we ain't got it all together. That's why most sinners don't want to come to church. They think everybody else is perfect and nobody else has trouble and nobody else has heartache. But we do. We do. We got a partner to go through it with us. Tribulation can't make him leave. Distress can't make Jesus leave. Persecution, being picked on for the cause of Christ, cannot make Jesus leave. It can't make him walk away. He will not walk away. Or famine. Amen. If you go to a place where you get to a place where you're so poor you can't hardly afford your next meal, I promise you God will make sure there's food on your table. I ain't never had a time where I had food on my table. When we started to have Maddie, I was worried. I thought, boy, Lord, I love you. Lord, I believe you. I trust you. But Lord, I know it's hard enough two people. Lord, how in the world are we going to feed three people? Hey, but I'll tell you, I ain't never starved. I ain't never gone hungry. God's always put food on my table. He's always been close on my back. I ain't never, I ain't never went without because he's always taking care of me. Amen. And he will. He will. Or nakedness. If you're the place where you don't even have life's necessities, just know you ain't alone. And he'll bring you some clothes. Amen. Or peril. He said, if you're in danger of your life, don't worry about it because you're in the one who holds life. You're in the one's hand who holds life. He holds the power of death and life in his own hands. Amen. So he's got it all under control. Listen to this. Or sword. As is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Say, boy, that sure sounds bleak. And that sure sounds bad. 
And that sure sounds dark. And I'll be honest with you, if you look at life and the way it is and the way life is right now and the way life will be in the future for people, I promise you we're going to have some dark days and your days are not going to be all sunshine and roses. It ain't all going to be wonderful. It ain't all going to be light. There's many days that are going to be dark. And you better have somebody who will walk through the dark days with you where you ain't got to go by yourself. But he didn't stop at that verse. I like that. Let me give you this. I told you, I said about partner. Listen to this. Nay, in. He didn't say out. He's in them. He said, we probably go, we might have all this stuff. We might have nakedness. We might have famine. We might have, we might have peril. We might have sword. We might have trouble. We might have heartache. We might have tribulations. We might have distress. We may have persecutions. But in all these things, in every single one of them, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. You know what it means to conquer? It means to utterly destroy the enemy. And he didn't say that we were conquerors. That ain't what the verse said, but Tony, we, we got, you talk about the words, it's King James Bible, it, it's right. And we, we miss a blessing if you don't get these words that you're reading. He said, you're more than conquerors. Not only have you utterly defeated the enemy, but you've got blessings on top of utterly defeating the enemy. You've been blessed above that. You're utter defeat, you've utterly defeated your foe, and you have the victory. And you've been blessed on top of it. That's like getting ice cream with, with whipped cream on top and a cherry on top of that. Praise God. Amen. That's, that's like going and getting a chocolate milkshake after eating a good cheeseburger. That's like getting more after you done had a good. I'm talking about we done had, life's done been good. But I'm telling you this, it's getting better. It may not be out there. It may be getting worse and worse on the outside, but on the inside, on the inside where the inner man lives, it's getting better and better and better and better and better. Have we let the inner man take over? It'll continue to get better. You may not can change the world, but Jesus can change you. Amen. Let me give you this and I'm done. Persuasion. That's why I know that God is for us. Because he persuaded me of some stuff. Paul said this. I'll tell you what's a good study to do sometime. God ever puts this on you. Go study this. Study all the I am's of the Apostle Paul. All the places where he said I am. If you read over in Romans 6, he said, For oh wretched man that I am. That's an amazing statement because he didn't say oh wretched man that I was. He said oh wretched man that I am. The same man writing 14 chapters of the Bible is saying, I am. I am wretched. I am sunk deep in despair. I am. I am wretched. I can understand him saying he was wretched, but as good as he was right there, for him to say he was wretched tells me and you that we're uh, below wretched. We're below wretched. Paul saw himself as nothing more than a sinner saved by the grace of God. And if we'd see ourselves as nothing more than a sinner saved by the grace of God, that'd that, that help us a whole lot. I think about persuasion. He said, I am persuaded that neither death, he said, if I died, you can't separate me from Jesus. Because I'll just go see him. He said, death ain't going to do it. 
nor life. He said, if I live, he's with me. He ain't never going to leave me. Nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers. He said, there ain't a devil in hell big enough. And they ain't a demon and they ain't a demon on planet earth big enough to pull me out of Jesus. Hey, the devil didn't go through the blood to get me. Amen. He'd have to go through the blood to come and get me. And if he did that, he'd be a saved devil. And he won't never be a saved devil. Amen. He ain't gonna get us. Because he can't get to us. He said, nor things present, that means things right now. Thing nor things to come. He said, nothing right now is going to get me out of Jesus or get me away from Jesus. And there ain't not a thing tomorrow going to get me out of Jesus. Ain't a thing the next week going to get me out of Jesus. Ain't nothing next year getting me out of Jesus. Ain't nothing for the rest of my life going to get me away from Jesus because He won't leave me. Boy, I like these verses. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. You know why he put that in there? Just in case you could think of one that he didn't write down. He said, Holy Ghost said, write this one down. Nor any other creature. He said, if you think of another, write it down, and it will not take you away from Jesus. He'll still be with you. Listen to this. He said nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can I tell you this, boys, I read that, I thought about this. You say, where is the love of God expressed? In Jesus. He said, where, where, he said the love of God was in Christ Jesus our Lord. The love of, love of God is expressed in Jesus. It's expressed in Jesus. In a man giving down, a God man giving his life for enemies to God Almighty. He gives his life for sinners. For people who hate him and spit on him and punch him and crucify him and want him to die. And yet he still dies in their place. Because he is the epitome of God's love. He is God's love. Well, if you come to piano, if God be for us tonight, who can be against us? Can I answer it? Nobody. Nothing. Nothing at all. There's nothing that can make us be out of God, be away from Jesus. If you stand your feet, eyes closed, head bowed. Maybe you just forgot that God is for you. God's for you tonight. Say, Brother John, I just don't feel like God's, God's really for me. He is for you. He's for you.